I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. Syria was top of the agenda today at the United Nations. The UN's Human Rights Council in Geneva held an urgent debate on the situation in Syria. The top UN human rights official called on the Syrian government to stop the violence immediately. That call was echoed by many countries, including the United States. The Syrian delegate responded by walking out. And the Russian delegate said international support for the rebels in Syria is delaying a solution to the crisis. The Russian diplomat said it's up to the Syrians themselves to overcome the crisis. Meanwhile, one of the wounded Western journalists in Homs was successfully smuggled out to neighboring Lebanon. But 13 Syrian activists who took part in the operation were reportedly killed when the convoy came under government fire. Tens of thousands of Syrians have made similarly dangerous journeys to escape the violence. Many have ended up in Jordan, where the world's Matthew Bell met with some new arrivals. Abu Hossam limps out of a hospital in Jordan's capital of Amman. He's a 46-year-old woodcutter from the Syrian town of Dara. He's wearing a brown leather jacket and has a trimmed black and gray beard. He sits down on a bench, lights a cigarette, and tells me about his ordeal. Abu Hossam says he was arrested by Syrian police last summer for taking part in protests. He admits to doing so, but he refused when interrogators told him to confess on videotape to being an anti-regime terrorist. That's when the torture started. First, he says they put burning coals on his feet, then boiling water, then they just stomped on them. He takes off his work boots to show me the scars and a missing toe. Eventually, Abu Hassam says the pain was too much. He agreed that if the torture stopped, he would sign a confession. He was released from jail, but his foot became so swollen and infected, Abu Hassam says he had to sneak across the border to Jordan for medical treatment. With the help of anti-government forces, Abu Hassam says he snuck across the border and presented himself to Jordanian border guards. They welcomed him, he says, and now he's recovering. He says it's too dangerous to return to Syria, so he'll wait here in Jordan until the Syrian government is overthrown. Jordan's government says nearly 80,000 Syrian refugees have entered the country since the uprising began last year. And that's just the number of people who've done so legally. Some of the displaced are getting help from humanitarian aid groups. Others, like these families living in tents near Jordan's border with the Israeli-occupied West Bank, are relying on less organized forms of charity. We're doing all right, this man tells me. The refugees are working in the fields, picking vegetables, and some Jordanian families have even given us some cushions and blankets for our tents. We're living day to day, this young mother says. We are just getting by. Our situation is dire, she says. This refugee, Abu Muhammad, says the situation is worse than dire. The world has not even seen 5% of what is really happening in Syria, he says. Abu Muhammad is a carpenter who entered Jordan last week with his wife and three young children. The situation there is worse than hell, he says. It's difficult to find water to drink and food to eat, and government forces are killing people indiscriminately. There is no one to negotiate with to stop the violence, Abu Muhammad says. So as soon as he can, he says he will go back across the border and join the Free Syrian Army. 
For now, he is staying in an apartment in Idlib, near Jordan's northern border with Syria. Some refugees here have been taken in by Jordanian families. They're also relying on help from a Muslim charity group. Across Jordan, several thousand Syrian children have reportedly signed up for school. This man, who's been in Jordan for four months now, says he's impressed by how far Jordanian officials have gone to create a safe haven for Syrian refugees. The Jordanian secret police, he says, have thwarted cross-border attempts by Syrian agents to intimidate and even kidnap refugees. In the meantime, the men here sit, sip tea, and watch the news about what's going on in Syria, and they check their cell phones constantly for messages from family back home. For The World, I'm Matthew Bell in Amman. See what it's like for Syrian refugees who have fled to Jordan. We've got a slideshow. It's at theworld.org.